Welcome, friends, to the Girl Mom Podcast. This is Carrie Kampakis, your host. Today's episode is about helping your daughter discover her voice. Today's girls need healthy assertion, and as they learn to speak up for themselves, they gain the courage to speak up and speak out for others. Girls get a lot of conflicting advice about what it means to be a strong woman, and my goal is to share some ideas on how to speak the truth in love and be an effective communicator. Whether you're listening to this episode alone, with friends, or with your favorite girl, I hope it is helpful and relevant. This message is also available on my website as a new blog post. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. During a spring break family trip to a Caribbean island, I got a text from my daughter's friend. Help, these guys are begging us to party with them tonight and they won't leave us alone. I reached the girls quickly, thanks to it being a small resort. Sure enough, five young men were surrounding and flirting with my daughter and her friend, both 16 years old, as they laid out. The girls were trying to be polite, so I told the guys, who looked to be about 20, that they weren't interested. They left, and when my husband arrived soon after, the girls explained how they couldn't get rid of the guys. They kept pushing the girls to leave the resort, even as they repeatedly turned them down. With anger crossing his face, my husband's protective side came out. Girls, he said, you've got to be blunt. If blunt doesn't work, get ugly. Don't beat around the bush, especially with guys like that. Next time, tell them to get lost. Or even better, get up and report them to the front desk. It was great advice, yet advice I'd never heard. For many females, being blunt doesn't come naturally, especially when you're raised to have good manners. Sometimes, however, manners must fly out the window. And as we prepare our daughters for the real world, it's imperative to talk through scenarios that may call for a different voice. In my new book for moms of teenage girls, I share tips to help your daughter be assertive and speak up. Every girl's voice deserves to be heard, and every girl needs guidance with using her voice wisely. At one extreme, there are girls who have a strong voice already and say exactly what they think, yet they lack tact and warmth. They can tell boys to get lost, but they struggle in relationships. They hurt feelings, have no social filter, and blurt out rude remarks. At the other extreme, there are girls with a kind voice, They're loved and respected, but they don't speak up. They let people take advantage of them and often feel powerless. When they find their voice, often as grown women, it may be filled with bitterness or resentment due to years of suppressed anger. Neither extreme is healthy, and the truth is, it's possible to be strong and kind, honest and tactful, assertive and congenial, respectful when we feel safe, and blunt when we don't. Today's girls need healthy assertion. When you live in a society where people prey on the weak and use their power to get ahead or dominate others, girls should know how to take up for themselves, speak up for the voiceless, protect themselves and others, and effectively express their emotions. Unfortunately, girls often get conflicting advice. I've seen articles where moms celebrate their little girls' defiant, eye-rolling attitudes because they believe that this is the way to raise strong girls. Nobody wants a wallflower. But being strong isn't the same as being rude, off-putting, disrespectful, or unkind. There are norms for social behavior for girls and boys, and those who buck them will suffer. If our daughters or our sons bring that attitude into work or team projects, they'll get fired or kicked out. If they bring it into a friendship or marriage, they'll wreck their relationships. There's an art to being strong and respectful, and without the respectful part, people lose credibility and meaningful connections. So how do we teach our daughters healthy assertion? How do we help them read situations and find the right voice? 
Here are 10 conversation points. Number one, it's okay to be rude to be safe. Guys especially tend to fall into two categories, protectors and predators. Predators can appear harmless and even act like protectors to get what they want. They often take the path of least resistance, targeting girls who are naive, vulnerable, unsuspecting, or easy to manipulate. Don't let anyone play on your friendliness or give you a guilt trip. Trust your gut instincts, pay attention to red flags, and know that when a situation doesn't feel right, it's usually not right. It's best to cut off contact, leave, or get help while you can. Number two, it's your right to say no. Your time, your life, and your body are gifts, and it's your job to protect them, according to the authors of the best-selling book, Boundaries. They declare no as the most basic boundary-setting word. It tells people that you exist apart from them. You are in control of you. Motive is quickly revealed by someone's response to your no. People who can respect boundaries will love your will, your opinions, and your separateness. People who can't respect boundaries will only love your compliance, your yes, but not your no. In healthy relationships, no is a complete answer. You don't have to explain yourself or defend yourself. Number three, at times you must meet power with power. A woman whose son is a challenger, a number eight on the Enneagram, said that with his personality, you must meet power with power. You gain respect by rising to the challenge rather than letting them steamroll over you. Be strong when dealing with someone who tests you or picks on you. Take up for yourself and others. Strong personalities often back down and may even be impressed when they feel they've met their match. Number four, your desires and needs are important too. I have a daughter who used to rarely speak up in family decisions. She goes with the flow, and what hit me on one family vacation was how she rarely chimes in on even small choices like where to eat. When asked why, she told me, I just like to make people happy. While I love her flexibility, I don't want her to lose herself or become a passive participant of life. Since then, I've asked for her opinion more and encouraged her to speak up, even as her sisters voice strong opinions. In healthy relationships, every voice is heard and valued. There's room for different opinions as the group learns to compromise. Number five, your voice matters, and finding your unique voice takes time. The hallmark of a great voice is authenticity. A book by Dr. Seuss is very different than a book by Flannery O'Connor, yet both voices are true to them. A priest who used to work in seminary at the Vatican once told me that they spent an entire year working on voice. How someone speaks at the podium, he says, should match who they are in real life. Finding your unique voice is a process, and it will be shaped by your experiences, beliefs, personality, and worldview. One upside of 2020 is how it's given our youth time to reflect. Your daughter, who may not have tapped into her inner world before, can use this season of social disconnect to identify her authentic voice without the influence of others. Number six, the most effective voices speak the truth in love. I've yet to see anyone change someone's mind by being hateful, yet this is the norm online. This is how many people present their argument these days, creating division and angry mobs. Encourage your daughter to aim higher. Teach her how to raise her argument, not her voice, and make people think. As Maya Angelou said, the idea is to write it so people hear it and it slides through the brain and goes straight to the heart. Choosing the right tone and appealing to logic or emotions with an underlying sense of love can lead many people to a change of heart. Number seven, rather than tell people what to think, tell your story. Let the facts speak for themselves. 
It's understandable why books like Educated and The Glass Castle become runaway hits. Both authors endured horrific upbringings. They had every reason to feel cheated and bitter. Yet if they'd written their stories in a bitter tone, readers would feel attacked and stop reading. Instead, they matter-of-factly tell their stories. They allow readers to draw their own conclusions, become enraged for them, and passionately root them on. People are smart, and sometimes the best catalyst for change is a true story that makes people feel and become enraged on someone else's behalf. Number eight, think before you speak and get your facts straight. A young woman started an online petition to call out an organization. Her intentions were good, but she didn't know that this organization was already in talks of changing direction. If she'd had a private conversation with its leaders before making a public scene, she could have been more accurate and become an ally for change. Social media makes it easy to speak too soon. People lose credibility by putting the cart before the horse. Do your research, don't jump to conclusions, and have private conversations to inform your public conversations so that you can become a voice that people trust. Number nine, let your emotions work for you, not against you. Some anger is justified, yet girls are often taught that anger is bad or socially unacceptable. Consequently, many don't know how to express it, work through it, or repurpose it. Girls tend to either internalize or externalize their anger, taking it out on themselves through self-destructive behavior or others by acting like a bull in a china shop. Effective voices have emotional intelligence. They can identify their feelings, sit with them, and find healthy outlets. They don't act on raw emotions or knee-jerk responses. They can have civil conversations to express their feelings and work through conflict. They can repurpose their pain into art, activism, or helping others. Emotions are good followers, yet terrible leaders. Tune into your emotions and feel them, but don't let them have the microphone until they've evolved. And number 10, speak up for yourself and you'll find the strength to speak out for others. Girls who use their voice are better equipped for life. They can self-advocate with a teacher, tell a friend that she hurt her feelings, let a guy down, and not be talked into choices against their better judgment. They can admit their dreams and their struggles and share stories to inspire others. They won't expect anybody to be a mind reader. By speaking up for themselves, girls gain the courage to speak out for others. They learn to be a voice for the voiceless, an activist, or a positive influence in their social circle where they will make the deepest impact. Every girl is different, and every girl should know that her voice matters. Whether your daughter is shy or strong, sensitive or abrasive, quiet or outspoken, a little guidance can go a long way. And should your daughter ever find herself in a tricky situation, needing a voice that means business, I hope she rises to the occasion. I hope she finds the strength to stand up for what is right and not let anyone be treated as less than they deserve. Friends, thanks for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have you here. If you enjoyed the show, please tell your friends, leave a ratings or review, and subscribe on iTunes so you can access new episodes as soon as they drop. Also, remember that my new book for moms of teen girls releases August 18th. And by pre-ordering now, you can receive fantastic pre-order bonuses. I'm thankful to be on this journey with you, and I'm praying for you and those special girls in your life.